we, we had the all caps brigade out um, wanting to, to debate it. Listeners, as you know, we love good, healthy debate um, on the podcast. We love the Facebook group um, and even the commenters in, in the world at large that is the Bruce News page. But please, read the article. Radio Brews News is proudly presented by Cryo Malt. With over 25 years in the field, Cryo Malt are dedicated to providing the finest brewing ingredients to help brewers create the foundations of a truly excellent beer. Your premium brewing partner and proud sponsors of this, and this is Brews News Week. And this is not Pete Mitchum. This is Brews News Editor Matt Kirkegaard. We are again without and sorely miss our good friend and regular host Pete Mitchum, who like much of Victoria, is in complete lockdown and dealing with everything that comes with that, including homeschooling children. And we had him, but the the, the end of lunch bell went and he's uh, back conducting classes. So, uh, Pete, we do miss you. And uh, But I am joined by our other regular colleague, uh, and that's Claire Boom Boom Burnett. <laughs> hey, Matt. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for no not worries. bailing on me as well. <laughs> no worries. However, I do really miss Pete because he does keep us on the straight and narrow. Because we we're a bit we go on it off on a tangent, but I mean you and Pete do as well. But <laughs> well, yeah, like <laughs> then that, we that, forget that, important things. But that's the good thing is if you've got a multiple, you know, there's always someone to keep you back on um, back that's on the it. straight and narrow. That's so, uh, but no, we do, we do miss Pete, and not only do we miss Pete, just for keeping us on the straight and narrow and keeping us from going too far out on the tangent. He also is very good at doing the ads. And last week, we oh, forgot. We're all um, not only were we seamless, we were less. Um, <laughs> less the Rallings Labels Packaging and Stickers ad. And we do apologise to our good <laughs> friends at Rallings Packaging and uh, Stickers. I thought we were just efficient, but we I, were wrong, yeah, in fact. I know. We're just Sorry, sort of guys. Not, not on our game. So uh, <laughs> you, 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 we're giving them a free plug up front uh, yeah. this week. And we'll sort of see if we can seamlessly weave them into the uh, story a little bit later. But it has been a huge week of news. There's been a lot happening uh, this week, and to try and keep this to our uh, regular um, time, we will uh, pick and choose. And, Claire, a lot of the things that we're going to be – we'll talk about the news, but a lot of it is going to be <laughs> the response to the news yeah. um, that, that we've had. And uh, actually, one story that w- the, the response was fairly muted because it's, it's quite sad news mm. – um, is our lead story that the IBA announced yesterday uh, that it was um, shedding some staff. A couple of staff had unfortunately been uh, uh, made redundant. I made believe redundant. Was the term. Yeah, yep. it, it's, you know, they, they certainly didn't use one of these outplaced uh, terms. It was no, made redundant. Like an unconscious uncoupling, like Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, and so, anyway, we shouldn't make light of a very very situous no. uh, situation. But yeah, no, it was redundant was the word that was mm-hmm. used, and uh, also probably no surprises that Brucon was uh, postponed. Uh, yeah, that I mean, inevitably, obviously the New South Wales border closed with Queensland this week. And I mean, they said they were going to review it at the end of the month. But I mean, we're, we're all pessimists now, aren't we? So. Uh, yeah, and they, they've, well, I guess the one question that was raised was if it's been pushed back to September 2021, is that postponing it or is it cancelling it? Yeah, and just doing it next year. <laughs> well, yeah, it's sort of cancelling it this year. And it didn't say whether they were doing it at the Sunshine Coast Convention Centre again. Well, it was meant it? to be in Brisbane initially, and yep, it was only... and then it moved. Yeah, and right, there might okay. have been budget reasons, or just even yeah. size, because finding... A venues, place that, uh, yeah, Finding a place that, that's the right size, because you'll remember last year in Sydney, that huge 
you know, that cavernous oh, yeah. hall. It was um, that even with the plenary sessions was half empty, mm. more than half empty. And uh, it doesn't really lend a lot to atmosphere. Mm. Yeah, that's a very fair point. But do you know what? I did really like that they moved it to the Sunshine Coast. I thought that was a really cool, like... I know it was kind of out of necessity, but it was a really good option um, to do something in a slightly more slightly more regional area and throw your support behind a, a load of brewers who are smaller but up and coming and not in a main city, which is cool. Yeah, because and it was interesting. Uh, you know, I think over twelve months ago, the Sunshine Coast, a, a contact of mine at the Sunshine Coast, you know, asked for a contact with the IBA because they were interested in hosting. Um, the, the, the conference um, and it, may, it seemed to make so much sense you've got this vibrant um, team of brewers up there you know I think there's 17 on the coast now they've mad. won a lot yeah. of awards you know they're, they're very well known um, and if you, the, the, the difficulty is always to get people to go to a conference in the first place because it's you know three four five days out of the brewery running mm-hmm. the business plus the costs of travel um, yeah. and having staff and things there but you know, if, you, if you're in a... If you go to the sunny coast, that's you, a holiday. That's a straight-up holiday. You Bring can the kids. write off a lot of it you know, as a business expense, um, <laughs> which is why you know, doctors have medical conferences in Prague and Paris. And <laughs> one of my friends in aviation had one on Hamilton Island. How, what, what is that about? They've got a landing strip there. <laughs> They've got a landing strip there. It <laughs> so counts, it counts. Hamilton Island's got an airfield. You know, why wouldn't you have a... They've got a landing strip there. Why can't you have a, a, a conference there? But it is, you know, and yeah. it's, it, it's, you know... It's that extra little bit of bonus that if you do go to the trade show or the conference that you can sort of have some quality time on the Sunshine Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly if you did it in you know, late winter, it's four degrees in you know, Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, why wouldn't you want to come up to you know, Brisbane um, or you know, like an, another tropical ho- holiday destination? And, and it's a great way to celebrate some of those regional breweries that are members as well. So, uh, yeah, ho- hopefully I, I didn't – actually, I didn't catch in the announcement. Did they say where it was going to be when they – I don't think so. I think they just said September next year. September next um, year. So probably venue pending at mm. this point, I suppose. So I'll wait and see. But, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's like, and it's and – you know, it's, it's, it's a tough call because as we talked about a couple of weeks ago in the Brewers Association, we sort of flagged the, the, the potential for this to be cancelled again. You see, you know, I think it's 23% and then 17%, including some big names of the Brewers Association in the US because, I, and I listened to a podcast, um, I think it was the Beer Edge podcast, um, where they spoke to the um, CEO of the, the Brewers Association, Bob Peace, and mm-hmm. they went from being a $30 million a year budget to a $10 million a year budget because they lost their uh, major events. And when your business, when that's a big part of your funding, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it, it's, it's very, very difficult. And it puts a lot of pressure on organisations like the IBA. Um, so, and of course, that's coming, not only have um, they had to lay off some staff, which is you know, very sad news for uh, Jason and Marianne. And uh, we, we certainly wish them well. Hopefully they'll uh, land on their feet. Mm-hmm. But I guess... That also impacts the IBA's lobbying ability, you know, because it's they're, they're yeah, and they're a volunteer organisation. Most of them, most of the guys involved, a lot of them, not all of them, obviously, um, but the, yeah, they're volunteers. They give up their own time from running their own breweries and businesses to help out the IBA and help the wider Australian brewing mm-hmm. industry, which is amazing. Um, but now this is just adding extra pressure onto them, which is crap. And very, very difficult. And you know, like. That's the thing. It, you know, initially when it started, I think um, Chris McNamara was the 
can't remember the term that they use. You know, the the, the, the secretary, or you know, he, he was mm-hmm. the person that did it, and then. You know, the, the first Brewers Conference was literally card tables and mm-hmm. I think it was the Lithuanian Club. Um, <laughs> the Lithuanian yeah, Club. Yeah. Like, oh, That's yeah, it, it, And it's, as you picture, and, you know, we, with um, increased professionalism you know, and increased staff, we've seen the conference grow tremendously to, you know, very large um, professional-run um, business as it was in Melbourne last year. But, you know, it, it's going to be difficult um so yeah um so so brewers that value that voice um i i guess that's you know always a good thing to remember to uh that that's where your money goes yeah um you know but just like i I guess just like uh, newspapers you know you you also need the event revenue as well Mm -hmm. um actually which is a nice little um just like a separate uh and i'll jump ahead a little bit in the news and we'll come back because separately to that, and we've just recently had Indie Beer Day, which was talked about in the same uh, message, uh, announcing the change of Brewcon. But Western Australian brewers launched the Drink West, Drink Best campaign. Launched in August 2020, the Drink West, Drink Best campaign will feature print and digital media, but will focus primarily on grassroots support from its members, industry affiliates and the public to gain awareness. A Drink West, Drink Best Mixed carton featuring 16 Western Australian breweries and cideries exclusive to BWS and Dan Murphy's will land in stores on the 12th of August, launching the new campaign. And uh, yeah, look, it, it, it's interesting because I did draw a comment um, when it was posted to Facebook that you know that they are going out alone, and uh, you know the WA doesn't seem to be jumping wholeheartedly into IBA campaigns and you know a whole of industry. They see themselves as being a little bit of a um, standalone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the comment on, I think it was on LinkedIn actually. Um, LinkedIn, but the, sorry. The comment was uh, basically saying, you know, why aren't they taking up the messaging of the IBA? And, you know, what I sort of responded was, that's what independence is. It's being able to do what you want to do, how you want to do it, um, without being beholden to a higher organisation. And if they don't want to, then that's absolutely fine. And we cover it, we would cover it, same as any other representative body, um, which they obviously are. And it's a fantastic one. And it's something that actually the IBA couldn't do, I think, because, like, imagine trying to get all the IBA members in a mixed cart, and that would be the best Well, there was a <laughs> similar indie carton that was done recently, or was that, that was Founders First? Oh, yeah, that was the um, Founders First, and then the Good Beer Co. And then the Good Beer Co. So there have been a number of, in, of, yeah, of, indie, of indie beer ones. That's the thing, it would just be too hard for the IBA itself to be like, well, unless you wanted to do a state-based one, maybe? I don't know. Well, a, a lot of regions have, have done their, their own regional one, but this is a little bit more extensive than just a uh, pack in mm-hmm. Dan Murphy's. And yeah. to their credit, the Western Australian brewers have always been probably better organised than every than any other state, and you know, predating, <laughs> um, or just in terms of coming together. And you know, we, we did have the Victorian Association of Microbreweries. Um, there was Samba, which is a South Australian microbreweries association. Tasmania had um, their own. Tasmania had one before it folded into the IBA. Yep. Queensland never got sorted to really do one. There was a lot of talk, a lot of informal gatherings. Is that because it's, it took there a little bit There weren't very many breweries, yeah. Yeah, yeah to, to sort of get up to the kind of numbers where you'd need a body like that, right? Yeah, and I, I think the IBA is coming up to 10 years next year. I think it was 2011 when they first formed, when the CBIA formed. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Before that, the Western Australia Brewers Association was one of the most active ones, um, and 
I, I think it's to, to do with, you know, like Perth being, I think, what's the most remote capital in the world, mm-hmm. um, capital city in the world, they are separated and there, there is... Um, and I'd love to hear from... I know we've got a lot of WA um, brewers that listen, so I'd love to get your thoughts um, in the, the, the chat room or angry emails if I get this wrong. <laughs> um, there's been a few of those this week. Um, <laughs> Western Australia has always had, you know, like a bit of a frontier... Um, mentality because they are so far away and their interests aren't always represented by the mass of East Coast East Coast bodies Um, and because of that they have always been organised and things like that so you can sort of understand why that is Um, and then they're also protecting their own patch and I guess that's always going to be a a challenge in any national association and I think uh, there was attempts 18 months ago, there's an article on Bruce News yes, where um, yes. the IBA was went across of, to try yep. and sort of get them all in, make them as li- make them like the WA chapter, bring them in, yeah. Yep. And, and uh, I believe it was a little bit heated. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, if I did, it was in the story. I, I certainly don't recall hearing that, but I know that yeah, there's always a little bit. So, anyway, so it was interesting to see that. Uh, yeah, good on them for for getting it uh, going and uh, yeah, cracking. You know, look, um, look. One of the points you made about the independent seal is. Everybody's looking for a marketing advantage. It's a very crowded market. Um, there's a lot of pressure on on breweries, and the whole independent seal is. It's not a stamp of quality. It's not a stamp of you know authenticity. As we discussed on the podcast last week, it's not. Um, you know, Phil Cook made the point. It's not a guarantee that the breweries are going to treat their staff ethically. They're they're going to have um, responsible social media marketing um, or inclusive. Um, Social. It is a marketing campaign for independent brewers to mark themselves out as something different to other breweries, independent and not. Um, and the the WA campaign is just another. You know, it, it's it's a way for the WA brewers to market themselves to a to a market that they see as important. Um, moving on. Um, this was an, an interesting one. Uh, researcher wins for breakthrough in gluten-free barley. And didn't this oh, um, bring God. out a little bit of discussion? Controversy. Uh, I didn't realise this was such a like sore point for people. Like I didn't realise it would be so controversial. And re- like Particularly this story. Look, it's funny. We, we've been very, very careful. And g'day, g'day to um, Richard Jeffers if he's listening. I know he's a regular listener. Um it, it's been a topic that we've been very reluctant mm. to get into. And I'll, I'll, actually, I'll, I'll just introduce the topic first. Researcher, yes. researcher wins breakthrough for in gluten-free barley. Research into the development... And it's, I'm going to get letters just about this. Research into the development of a gluten-free barley that can be used in brewing has been recognised with a prestigious national award. Now, you might think that that was a pretty nondescript thing to say. <laughs> um, oh, no. Oh, no. And we, we've avoided doing anything too in-depth about gluten-free barley because it's a highly technical issue mm-hmm. it has serious health ramifications and so we'd avoided and as you know like when when you mm-hmm. started 15 months ago yeah about a year um year and a half. We, we were sort of looking on a story and it's, it's it's a hard one to 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 get right because you've got differing uh Definitions of gluten-free, gluten-reduced mm-hmm. internationally, um, gluten-modified, mm-hmm. such as using enzymes, yep. then the brewing process, then you've got things like kabari, which mm-hmm. is gluten-free, and we've been very, very careful. It just happened that this week I decided to go out and speak to, because um, we, we posted a job ad for, um, sorry, a sale, mm. uh, a sick puppy. for sale, yeah. Uh, sick puppy, which is a 
heavily, um, air quoting here, gluten-reduced um, contract beer brand mm-hmm. um, is for sale. And that drew a lot of discussion um, on social media. About what does it mean and what can be counted as Oh, it? we hate it when and breweries, is, why do they yeah, even do yeah. this? Um, why do they invest in this? All this kind of stuff. All well, of that sort of stuff. Because it's quite a big thing in the food And not everybody who industry. is interested in gluten um, and is, is gluten aware or gluten intolerant mm-hmm. or just aware of yeah, gluten. Who aren't celiacs as in would really seriously mm. like be in pain and have or, really or bad effects or from... Or yeah. increased, uh, you know, seriously increased mm-hmm. risk of cancer. And there is a market for mm-hmm. them. And some people, it is a marketing term that people use. And yeah. so we've been... And, and, but having seen the kerfuffle around the uh, sick puppy, I thought, well, Michelle Colgrave, mm-hmm. who is a international expert... Yeah, um, and she's a legend. Yeah, yeah and uh, went out and had a chat with her because I thought, look, go to an expert as a complete ignorant novice and say, explain it to me, um, is the best way. And how long was the conversation, Matt? Oh, it was 35. Like, it was 35 oh, minutes okay. because she is an incredible <laughs> communicator. Two hours. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, you knew, and you knew you're getting the um, distilled version, the, the, the idiot's guide um, or gluten-free for dummies or you know, brewers. Um, you, it's not for PhD students. It was for people who need to understand the difference and navigate it um, so they can understand why these things matter. Mm-hmm. And it literally just happened that I got home, downloaded the audio, was checking my news feed, and there was a notification saying that she had won this award um, for the, the breakthroughs in breeding Kabari, which is an ultra-low mm-hmm. gluten barley grain. Um, and I stress ultra-low because that seems to be the kerfuffle. And so, you know, I, I had this podcast that went out in the Brewery Pro stream. It was a good opportunity to... I thank Michelle for her time by recognising this award that she was so modest um, that she didn't tell me about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she didn't even mention it. It when wasn't you even there, a humble brag. No, no, um, she was just like, "I'm doing this." And because, awesome. and <laughs> actually, sorry, and I know I'm going on here, but it, it's a quite a com- like it just highlights the, the the challenges that you've got. Well, this is why we didn't want to write an article about it because that would be thousands and thousands. Of, I'd have to write it. On it a would PhD, be a PhD thesis. Yeah, yeah, it literally it, would. Very much about it, and so. During the podcast, she said that Bent Spoke Brewing have um, used it. Um, I touched base with Richard to find out whether they were still using it. He said no because, look, in Australia, under our definition, you can't call it um, gluten-free, gluten-free because... If it, it has it, any grain in because it. Because it's got barley. No, yeah. just, it's got oh, barley just, in. just barley, right. Even okay. though, you know, like Michelle, who has pioneered a whole new way of testing mm-hmm. for gluten... Yep. Says that you know it's gluten free, um, as in gluten, as in so it's ultra ultra low enough to be eaten by is, celiac sufferers. Uh, well, is this the is this the issue? And 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 here here lies the the, the challenge you've mm-hmm. got in Australia. And, and again, happy to be corrected um, by any of our knowledgeable listeners who, based on yesterday, will actually correct us. Um, my understanding is that in the UK, like in Germany, mm. it meets the definition to be um, called gluten-free um, because they have a different definition. Do um, they – oh, well, this is the thing. And do they test it? And, like, th- there's so many questions. Well, look, oh, you, you've got one of the – you know, like, you've got one of Australia's leading gluten experts who has pioneered a technology um, – what, uh, what was it? It was – there's the Alyssa test, and then she's pioneered one that is spectroanalysis or something like that. Mm-hmm. Go listen to the Brewery Pro podcast. We talk about it. Yeah. 
um, that can test it. And she's saying this is gluten free. And if she's saying that cel- people, and this is the test, if you got the say, if you're a, if you're a, if you're a celiac sufferer, you cannot have gluten. You aren't just slightly gluten intolerant, or it makes you feel a bit sick or anything. Like you literally cannot have it. Otherwise, you'll be throwing your guts up or whatever. And do not. I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving you medical advice. No, no, no. But that absolutely. was my understanding. Yeah. Was that and that's beers sort of made the with test. this beer? Yeah are gluten-free um, within everything but the Australian definition. And the Australian definition on, on this particular case, on the use of Kabari, is because it's a barley grain. And right. anything with barley in can't be gluten-free. Um, because then you've got the other, you know, the, the brewer's clarex and the enzymes that um, denature. But as you'll go listen to the podcast if you want to know more about this, it just means that it chops them up, but, they may, but the proteins that affect celiacs may mm-hmm. still be present but because the test looks for the whole protein and not the protein parts, the, the ELISA test doesn't distinguish them. Right. So, so it's quite compl- as you can tell, it's quite complicated. Mm-hmm. But this story, which was celebrating her win, yeah. So it was the, about the award. It was about it wasn't the award about winning the barley or being gluten free or what gluten free or gluten reduced is. It was about the award win. <laughs> and the citation for her award said, "Her research has supported the development of an ultra low gluten barley." now known as Kabari, which is used in the production of gluten-free cereals, beers and food products with all the nutritional benefits of whole grains and also safe to be enjoyed by celiac sufferers. So she won an award for those words. And so I thought I was on pretty safe grain. Uh, um, Hey, I thought you you did that on purpose. No, pretty safe ground (laughs) in saying, and of course, you know, we had the all-caps brigade out um, wanting to, to debate it. Um, Ooh, so, yeah. listeners, as you know, we love good, healthy debate um, on the podcast. We love the Facebook group um, and even the commenters in, in the world at large that is the Bruise News page. But please, read the article. <laughs> if you're going to comment, read the article. <laughs> and don't say, but this, when... <laughs> The article is about is, is exactly about the thing that you say, but this in mm-hmm. in a headline you've got six to eight words to summarise mm-hmm. six hundred words. That's it. Um, without misleading, without clickbaiting, and without offending, um, <laughs> by fun. and large. And yes, so when when we say gluten free barley, mm-hmm. researcher wins for breakthrough in gluten free barley. If something is um, ultra low gluten barley and can be used to make gluten free beer that is enjoyed by celiac sufferers, that's not a great headline. That's also sometimes, massive. I would never allow that on the email. No, you know, don't, absolutely. It wouldn't fit in the email. So sometimes you just say gluten-free barley because for all intents and purposes, it was. Anyway. And was sorry a, sorry to continue on that because we okay. had the same sort of issue with the excise hike. <laughs> so I believe the issue was with the word paused in the headline as in I think because it indicates some sort of um, positive movement on the side of the government to stop that but i mean freeze stopped they all have the agency and the intention in there and i've only got six or seven words and we did call that out the comment yeah. i've since had a sort of bit of a chat with the commenter afterwards and yeah look it, it, it's one of those things that it is in you know without sort of making it sound like our job is you know like rocket science because it's not <laughs> but when it's you, like but, but a headline is meant to summarise mm-hmm. the article in a meaningful way, but it's not... You, you can't say in 10 words what 
the, the, and convey in yeah. 10 words. The complexity um, of the, that the, the issue. Complexity, yeah. Which, incidentally, is why Twitter is such a shithole. Oh, my God. So true. Um, because in, what, 240 characters or yeah. however many if it is now. If you could fit your thoughts in that, have some more thoughts. There's our show title. <laughs> have some more thoughts. Um, anyway, yeah, so... Uh, so yeah, um, listeners. Uh, well, actually, I mean, our listeners no, and our yeah. Facebook group is pretty good. The it's group is great. Um, if only that was the world. The, yeah, the wider world, not so much. <laughs> the wider world, not so much. <laughs> um, maybe there's another show title, The Wider World, Not So Much. <laughs> anyway, but yes, how, how about you tell, take us through the excise, uh, yes, <laughs> the, the, so the pausing of the excise the, hike. The pause, yes, the pausing. Um, so, obviously, twice a year, we get a nice little, yeah, sarcastically nice little... Um, Excise hike. Um, now, because the economy has been doing so terribly effectively, this time round, this August excise hike has been stopped, paused, whatever you want to call it. Um, so that's because they are based on the Consumer Price Index, which is sort of an indication from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. They have like a basket of goods and they give you like the average price. It's about inflation. It's about understanding. It tells about inflation. Like, yeah, yeah. It's about understanding how we're doing economically and how people are spending and whether we can afford things effectively. Um, And the CPI indexation factor for um, 3rd of August is under one. So the rule is that if it's under one, then you don't have to have it. It's not triggered. It's an automatic automatic indexation if it's triggered by this threshold. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, so look, no one... So no no one's just changing this for any good. It's not a permanent change. It's just a one... No one sat there and said, we're going to give those poor brewers a break. No, no, no. Um, And so we're not going to increase it. But because it wasn't automatically triggered for this six months, it's on pause. It's on pause. I feel like that was... (laughs) That was... Well, yeah, I know. And and that's where... But I remember... um, And I'm not sure if James Atkinson still uh, listens regularly uh, to the podcast. Hopefully he does. But he got in trouble when he described... Brewdog coming to Australia as an incursion. And he got exactly the same sort of comments because people have a, their, their own meaning for things. Mm-hmm. It's semantics. It's what you it, think a word means yep. um, and, and what you think it implies it within the context of the story. And, and, and very often, again, sort of going back to how we do things, like we, do, we don't we're, – we're very conscious of not – um, trying to clickbait headlines, mm-hmm. communicate what this yeah. correctly what the uh, story is about, but not try and hype it, not try to. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we we are imperfect, and sometimes um, a word talk for yourself because. <laughs> so we I'm, are. I am entirely perfect. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's rolled his eyes. <laughs> okay, I'm really joking, but yeah. Anyway, um, I couldn't have fit um, anyway. excise hike. Pause because of CPI indexation factor bl- dropping yeah, below. in the headline. In the I, headline. I, I think we've done headlines enough. Sorry. But yeah, sorry. so yeah, no, 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 sorry. I'm just actually saying that to myself. <laughs> um, but in other headlines, BWS launches a multi-million dollar local campaign. Bottle shop chain BWS is investing in a national multi-million dollar campaign on behalf of the local independent craft beer, wine and spirits producers. The local lover campaign has seen more than 600 billboards and digital screens rolled out across the country as well as on social media and radio ads. Now, this was one, again, just for listeners, um, and th- this is kind of like an inside baseball episode where we're, we're sort of talking a little bit about our own internal decision process. But with a very small team, of which you've got both of them on the podcast, you know, the, 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 the print ed- editorial team, yeah. um, you've got both of them here with you now, so the wheels of the business are, um, have ground to a halt. Um, such as our team being very, very small. We make, whenever a story comes in, whenever we learn of a story, um, we often have a very brief editorial meeting. Mm-hmm. 
um, about how we're going to cover this. And knowing that so many breweries, you know, you get a media release um, and you just know that if we contact them, they're just going to repeat. There's nothing really to add. The story tells you what the story's about. There's nothing really to add. Um, if it is newsworthy, and by newsworthy that is, does the industry need to know this? Does the industry want to know this? And can we add more to this in terms of well, well, that, that's or? the second thing. Oh, that uh, the yeah, thing? That, that's the second thing. So, does the industry need to know this? Does the industry want to know this? Um, which is our audience. And mm-hmm. if the answer to those is yes, it's news because that is our brief is news. The third question is: Does somebody want the industry to know this? And if the answer to the first two is no, but the third answer is yes, then I'm sorry. Like we it's tend to treat that as advertising. Yeah, it's promotion. Yeah, like if, if no one if no one's going to miss us not writing about this, mm-hmm. no one's going to sort of say, "Gee, I wish I'd known that." Then it's promotion. Um, but then once we make that decision, then we look at how we're going to cover it. And just from years of tearing hair out and frustration of following up stories from a media release and finding it and getting the same block quotes that are in the mm-hmm. media release because they've got a corporate line um, and you'd sort of know well we could do this but forget it we'll put this out under the byline media release the story is out there people are made aware of it but most importantly they also know that this is just a media release it hasn't been as soon as we put our byline to something mm-hmm. you know it's almost putting we've vetted this we've added our filter to it um, which most of the times, if it's a media release, we haven't. And we just think, well, people want to know this. It's worth knowing. But we also want people to know this has not been through a an editorial filter where we've wanted to change it or add to it or in any way. So yeah. here it is. Here is their version of events. Um, and and, and th- this was one story that we actually looked at and we didn't do that because just speaking to a couple of brewers, so it's been a long monologue, so um, just remind you that we're talking about the BWS local lover campaign, um, spoke to a couple of breweries and rather cynically I said, oh, you know, have they charged you a huge co-op? co-op um, because they usually do. They normally that's, do. That's part of it. Like you pay for the privilege of being involved in that marketing or them sorting it out on your behalf or anything like that. And it, it's useful, don't get me wrong, but it is expensive. It's um, expensive, yeah. So yeah, any time that you see a beer featured in a for, – for, for those who aren't in the um, industry – if you see a beer featured in the Dan Murphy's or the local catalogue, that has been paid for by the breweries who also get the privilege of discounting their beer to sell it. Um, and this was a this campaign actually stood out a little bit because this was BWS for, for their own marketing purposes, but they've paid, they've actually invested in this. And uh, to us, um, that was actually something that was newsworthy and worth celebrating yeah which i and i really liked it i i know we we do like to and we are suspicious of the motives of bigger corporations like that and we are absolutely right to be so as a society as a media organization because there's lots of agendas and there's lots of things going on in the background that we don't necessarily know about um but this one seemed a little bit purer than most when you've got brewers because you know again Brewers are often very, very quick to tell you what they think, um, you know, and all of our best emails start with, don't quote me on this, but, um, and so yeah, we'll often ask the question, and this was one that, you know, the, the, the brewers were raving about, and they were saying how exciting it was, so. Yeah, um, exactly, and the, Willie, the boat, there were so many, they were literally all across the way, and I wanted to know, you know, how do you even pick who's going to be on these billboards, how does it work, Um 
you and know, had those questions. Gonna, yeah, is it going to be an ongoing thing? It's part of their wider strategy about supporting local because clearly that has done well for them financially. They wouldn't invest in it if they weren't getting returns from it. And that's surely good for both the brewer and BWS. And, and, by, and by and large, the, the comments that were on the, um, particularly on, on Facebook, you know, we, we did see some people expressing that same cynicism mm-hmm. that you know the, the, the cynicism sheep's clothing. that we started to. And uh, but then it was also nice to see people comment and sort of talk about you know this is great, um, this is a win. Um, but th- there were a couple of uh, great <laughs> comments. Woolies invest millions in promoting indie beer. Meanwhile, indie beer guy strokes beard and tries to find that evil corporate angle. <laughs> Which again, I like that. you know, I, I like that. But you know, it's true. We're yeah. we're allowed to be suspicious, but and, and that's what we do. Like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're professionally suspicious, um, and, and that <laughs> oh, was a I good like thing. That. Yeah, <laughs> well, we're, we're professionally cynical, um, mm. and, and you know, and and that's the thing. So, and, but we are imperfect, and we're not always going to catch it. And it's always good to have people if they do know um, the backstory to let us know. Um, and, and actually, the other great one was um, uh, what happens to the small independent bottle shops uh, that has always supported local breweries and distilleries? Very and, fair you know, point. Yeah. That. And that, that is a really good point. But as we have seen, you know, breweries that are, are ultra small and have a small footprint will often preference um, their local independent bottle shop because they know that that's a, you know, independent supporting independent is a great story and it helps them get ranged. Breweries that grow beyond a certain level, you can't like you, you just can't grow to be a regional sized brewery in this country um, without supplying the, the the big two. Um, and there at just some aren't point, enough indie bottle shops. There, there aren't, and Queensland licensing laws make sure of that um, mm-hmm. for a whole range of reasons. Um, and it may be a little bit different elsewhere in the country, but particularly in Queensland, without the the, the big guys, um, and partly because the Queensland Hotels Association has a lock on um, bottle shops um, and won't give it up, there are very few bottle shops. So breweries that want to grow do need to supply, um, and yes, it often does come at a cost to small independent breweries, and it's a constant battle. Um, And that's where consumers, we make our choices. Exactly. And while you're at the bottle shop, Matt, Mm -hmm. if you were looking at potentially a can... Looking at a can design? If I was looking at a can or even a bottle design. Or even a bottle design. Who do you think you'd go to? Well, look, you know, if, if I really wanted to um, accentuate the fact oh. that I was an independent brewer, for example, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I just joined the uh, the Independent Brewers Association because I wanted to put my feeling, seal on. Because yeah. I wanted to put the seal on because, you know, I joined them because I wanted to make sure that they got the financial support that they uh, they need to advocate on behalf of on my behalf. That wasn't a paid ad for uh, the IBA. Um, the IBA. <laughs> um, but this is a paid ad because I would go because <laughs> I would go to Rallings <laughs> labels packages and stickers who not only can they the team at Rallings will walk you through the various options available to you to get that label on but they are also more sustainable than p- applying self adhesive labels which don't help the environment at all while they do produce self adhesive labels at well for those who basically don't care about the environment <laughs> Um, no, that's not true. <laughs> Depending on your particular needs, um, they can they can uh, cater to it. There is a much better way to ensure that your carbon footprint is lower than what you're currently doing by using pre-sleeved cans. Give the guys a call on 1300 852 235 to find out more. And thank you very much, guys, for not tearing me a new one last week when I forgot to do that. And they Well, they're lovely chaps, aren't they? I recommend you having a, anybody having a pint with them. They're excellent dudes. Thanks, Rallings. That wasn't a paid ad. That, that wasn't was. actually. No, that was just 
personal opinion. There you go. <laughs> now, one of our favourite, the, the, the Bruce News own equivalent of the, of the Kardashians. <laughs> that is so accurate. That is so accurate. Bruce stems losses as production scales down. In we can't help but stare, can we? <laughs> it, it's a train wreck. Very, very slow moving one. Embattled Victorian brewery brew has slowed the stream of losses the past quarter with the help of government grants and a share placement. <laughs> so, yes, they've uh, managed. They've made more money from uh, government grants yep. um, than really they like have from selling beer. That's it. 100000 they got from the government and... And they further <laughs> diluted their shareholder value. Yes, they um, did. Without actually the, the share price going down because how much further can it go down? Yeah, because well, they sold the shares at 0.015. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they went past the third. And it, okay, actually, th- 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 this is another one that we might just sort of give a bit of context around. Yeah, you know, like do make a bit of a joke because there are a lot of people who look forward to the quarterly um, bit of brew gossip and how the results uh, mm-hmm. are done. And we, we can't say that um, we, we we couldn't deny that there is that little element of that about it. But at the same time, this is an incredibly important story um, in a lot of ways because I think it was three years ago. Um, Brew launched uh, with an IPO, um, raised $10 million on a valuation for the brewery of over $100 million. And uh, regular listeners will remember we talked about that back then. And we also did stories that one of the things that drove that IPO was with most of the major brewing companies in Australia owned offshore where retail investors can't easily invest. Um, And this whole craft beer boom going on with breweries that are held privately and you can't invest in those easily having a brewery launch on the on the stock exchange created a lot of interest amongst mum and dad investors and retail investors and when you go down the um, stock um, list you can sort of see a whole lot of people who invested um, you know basically their life savings and it came at a huge personal cost and they have seen that go from I think it got to a peak of 40 cents it's now hovering under two cents they have had massive loss of value and this thing is literally hanging on by its fingernails Um, the thing is it has been doing for the past 10 quarters or something how much longer can you go on like this i just i have never seen it for him alone but go on uh, hot copper which is a Mm, stock it's kind of like um a beer advocate for stock more like worst bear blog when you well, <laughs> when well, you're no, on brew, yeah, but, but, but <laughs> if, if you're a casual investor, mm. it's the normal company. Yeah, so so you you can have the same sort of discussion boards, um, and I'm making a typing gesture with my hands as I <laughs> as, as I do that, um, as you do on uh, Beer Advocate or Rate Beer, um, where you can sort of talk about your investments and you know when businesses release their and you look at the number of people. There are some people who are still convinced that this. Um, Twenty million dollars from China is going to come in, and you know they. You just need to hold hold on, and your investment's going to be safe. And it, it's, you know, the, the 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 fact that we're willing to invest the time to actually dig into this each quarter is because it's ultimately it matters. And we, we're in an industry that is littered with grossly overinflated valuations for what breweries are worth. And I don't think that will help industry in the long term either if you overvalue loads of businesses and people invest them they go bust then that's just losing confidence in in the whole industry surely that and that's one of my fears and so i weighed in and said look you know um, because somebody called us out and said you know why do you give this um 
company so much mm-hmm. space. When there's so much of the good news. And I was like, yeah, we cover the good news. We, we, we cover that as well. But when you only cover the good news or when you only cover the industry issues in a way that still makes them seem like, oh, isn't that a cute little issue <laughs> um, that we've got? It encourages people to into an industry without a true understanding. Um, anyone And anyone that in, uh, enters industry from outside that bases their understanding of the industry from what they read without having worked in it um, probably shouldn't be investing their hard-earned in the industry because you really don't understand the, the, the challenges. There aren't a lot of people making money. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of contract brands that, um, you know, look like they're doing okay, but there aren't a lot of um, brands in the country making money um, and appearances are deceiving and... It is an important part of what we see our role as a journalism news site to give both sides of the story. Um, yeah, absolutely. And because, uh, yeah, again, I, th- I think I've said this on the podcast before, you know, there is nothing more heartbreaking than having to speak to a brewer that is closing down their brewery and wondering how they're going to dig themselves out of the financial hole, mm-hmm. knowing that the brewery that they invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into isn't worth you know, isn't worth what they invested just in getting it open, let alone the money that they've spent keeping it going. And that's a heartbreaking thing for journalists to have to do. And it's a really important story to get out there. So when people come into the industry, they, they do it with their eyes open. Um, and I still think some of the nicest feedback that we've got was at Gabs when we've had at least one or two over the years um, come up to us and say, look, guys, thank you for talking me out of opening a brewery. Um, <laughs> I love brewing. I love beer. I love being a part of the industry. But I also like owning my house and not having to sell it. And, uh, so, yeah, <laughs> and not so, being mountains of debt for the rest of your life. Was all that would help. So, yeah, brewers, are, you know, is... is it, 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 it is the Kardashians in, in a way and that everyone loves to uh, read that little bit of brew gossip. Yeah. It's almost a bit like a guide on what not to do as a business as well. That's well, it, it's certainly a guide if you want to create a Ponzi scheme, um, <laughs> you know, or sort of you know, create vast wealth. Um, I just really want to be there when it implodes. I would love to see uh, that happen. See, I don't. Because again, like it's. But it I, needs I, I to stop, don't you think? That's well, why I'd be happy about it. In a when they do even, finally take the life support system off, mm. you know, like that's the thing. You know, at the moment there are people who are living in hope that yeah. their investment is going to come back to one to and what it I'm was. And if I'm honest, once. I'm just surprised that the ASX hasn't been like, "This is stupid. Stop this now. You're making us look bad." Because surely that's what the ASX is for. Well, that's what they're for. But I think they come in afterwards, and oh. you know. Then, then, look. There, there was a, a brewery, Albatross Brewing, in yes. um, that went Mordialic, went bust. Wasn't it? I believe the um, I, I believe the administrator recommended uh, charges against the director for trading while insolvent, and mm-hmm. you know o- other things. Yeah. You know, when you've got a, a an administrator saying those things and ASIC does nothing, you think. Well, what could yeah? What can you do? It's the so, same with the ACCC, What we always have with it's. Whether they've got the motivation and the clout to be able to do that, and maybe they just don't. Well, again, uh, anyone who's read The Big Steel, um, no, was it The Big Steel or The Big, Big Short. Short? Great film. Great Margot film. Margot Robbie in a bubble bath. That'll do. She's quite pretty. Isn't that isn't my she? line? Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> but this I'll is get a forward thinking for podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and, and read the book. Um, the audio book uh, is, is is great as well. Uh, when you're not listening to the Radio Brews News podcasts, um, but yeah, and it completely understands when you look at you know the the ratings agencies who are meant to be analysing these things. When they've got their eyes closed at the wheel, that's when it's a bit worrying. And even yep, 
when they're asleep at the wheel. <laughs> now, it's something that was uh, shared, um, something that, again, um, people know how to sort of trigger me um, in the, in the radio <laughs> And we group. even mentioned it last week, didn't we? And we were like, oh, should we really mention this? We can't Well, no, there was it. something else about, uh, about Stone. It was Greg Cock and his Stone. Cook. Oh. <laughs> if you heard that, Joe decided it was okay. Um, <laughs> now, uh, but yeah, so there's been a string of news, but uh, following the news last week that they'd... What was it last week that they... they done a cease and desist with Sawstone Brewing trademark. in Kentucky. Before that yes. it was jobs, there was a job scandal, then it was cease and desist. Yes. Oh, was it was a diversity jobs thing, was that Stone? No, it was just putting people off. Um, oh, right. Laying people oh, off okay. and then having to reply for their jobs. Mm-hmm. And now the Stone Brewing CEO, Dominic Engels, resigns. Steve Wagner takes over as interim CEO. Um, not really, look, not really much to discuss other than thank you to the uh, all of the members of the Radio Brews News uh, chat room who do bring these things to our attention. Um, we're not always able to keep the eye on the all of the news sources that you uh, do in your varied reading. And uh, so it's always good to have these things. And even today, um, as we record this on Thursday, um, Thursday the 6th of August, uh, somebody else posted um, a very, very interesting post. Uh, the, the full pint had a very, very interesting insight into... Um, as a close observer um, of Stone, sort of looking at the changes and the challenges that they've made. Um, the, actually, the, the, the most interesting thing about this was Will Zabel from the, the Crafty Pint, um, not, not the full pint, but the Crafty Pint. Um, so Will sent me a link to... We were talking about uh, a story on beer journalism. He said he just spotted this on Twitter. I think we can say there are bigger issues with beer writing in some parts... It's an Instagram photo from the full that purports to be from the full pint, um, and they've posted a word card that says, "Looking for credible news source inside Stone Brewing? We'll keep you anonymous. Cash reward up to five hundred dollars. DM us." So Ooh, yeah, what's so the verdict on offering money for? That's I have never ever done that. Pretty gobs, yeah. I'm pretty gobsmacked. Um, I'm really surprised. Whoa! And I'm vaguely aware of the um, full pint, but the full pint daily updated national, expertly reviewed, easy to obtain beer. Oh, sorry, daily updated national hashtag craft beer news, expertly reviewed, easy to obtain hashtag beer weekly podcast. Too many hashtags. Black owned beer business. Black Lives Matter. So, um, yeah, d- didn't know too much uh, uh, about that. Yeah, they've tweeted. I don't know, you know. I I, I certainly don't feel comfortable offering. Then again, we we give bar blades and t-shirts to people who review us on yeah. iTunes or. <laughs> yeah, that's bribery of a low-level form, I suppose. It's, but you know, asking someone for a source in a brewery to mm. presumably to spill the dirt, basically, and yeah. not even anything about anything specific as well. That's the thing. It's not like we think there's terrible diversity practices going on or employment practices going on can you give us any evidence of that it was just give us any old dirt we will have any dirt unless they they don't specify do they what kind of what kind of info they want no no sorry i didn't mean to go down in that rabbit hole but yeah i just thought that was interesting just full stop to the uh Stone story that ended up becoming the whole story. Now, uh, that's. Was there any other news you wanted to talk about, Claire? Anything, any, anything else you wanted to get off your chest or talk about the inner workings? Oh God, of don't. how long have we got? This is why we need Pete. We miss you, Pete. <laughs> yeah, we really miss you, Pete. Come back, Pete. Uh, but no, I think we have covered. Yeah, we've covered it. All the good stuff. Um. So 
to the mailbag and don't forget um we do we, we do reward people that give us the inside dirt bribe on, them bribe <laughs> them uh for, for the inner workings uh you know, what, what was it a uh, credible you know, credible insights into your thoughts um by telling us what you really think um either on the facebook group by email by postcard, PO Box sixty three, Red Hill, Queensland four hundred five nine. Have you got that to get no. there? Oh no. Um, but yes, no. So we we do very much appreciate you taking the time uh, to do that. Um, review us on iTunes. We do have an iTunes review. All of those things. Um, but uh, if you want to join, if you're listening and you're not already a member um, of the Facebook group, uh, use the password Soapbox. Um, I love some of the when people are confronted with the password mm-hmm. and we'd let you in anyway it's just basically so you're not you know a nigerian scam um, yeah, yeah. get lots of very scantily dressed women wanting to to join i Why? don't think they're no they're they're real like the they're um they're uh they're not bear influences are they no 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 it's not um it's profiles that have only just been created you know uh, those sorts like of dodgy scammy type ones. scammy ones right, yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah. but they tend to be if, if you're yeah mm-hmm. dodgy um so we, we don't let those in. But some of the yeah passwords, some people obviously know the show very, very well, but have never actually picked up on the password as I'm being gonna, so I want, Send me some of these. I'll I want to see what they say. Anyway, um, <sighs> Pete, we miss you. Uh, <laughs> email from Luke Cooper. With the current situation of a deflation, and actually this was a great example of timing. This was posted to the um, Facebook group. With the current situation of a deflation this year, the CPI applied to beer excise and other levies Will we still see the normal August price increases ah. and who will be policing to make sure profiteering isn't occurring? I think it'll be really interesting to see any price increases over the next few weeks. So, Luke Cooper, thank you very much for that. Yes, he was just sharpish. Re- just yeah, remind us of your – yeah, very, very good insights. Um, mm. I'm sort of feeling guilty I that I didn't pick up on that. Um, send us your um, postal address, uh, Luke, um, as a regular listener because we'd love to send you some goodies from the price bag. Um and since he posted that, we have seen that the excise isn't going ahead. It will be interesting to see that these big brewers, the Brewers Association, mm. has been very loudly talking oh, about... Oh, they talk about it every single time. But like they talk about how expensive yep. craft beer is. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, gee, beer is so expensive because of government tax, not because <laughs> we're the most profitable beer industry in the world. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see whether there are any price rises. So, listeners, if you do oh, note any... Yeah, let us know. That'll be really interesting. We'll pay a cash reward. No, we will. <laughs> what, with what cash? What cash have we got? We'll send you a hat. <laughs> um, Steve Levian, regular commentator in the Facebook group, wondering if... And actually, this was a really interesting one. And it was like, again, it's just yes. self-affirming and uh, yeah, made me feel very good. Wondering if there is any increase in sales after a conversation podcast. I just bought some Killer Sprocket after hearing this week's episode. Have any others bought in the past too by putting a voice to a story to a brand makes me want to help them a little. Um, many others commented and it turned out that, like, you know, I, I don't think it's going to sort of turn around your business fortunes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But You get a nice little spike. You do get a nice little spike. and But even people not just rocking up at the brewery um, or being encouraged to go check it out for the first mm-hmm. time, people saying, I've, you know, go looking online um, for it. So, yes, it's, it's yeah. nice that we did, you know, because we just sort of do it because they're interesting stories mm-hmm. um, and then don't often go back and follow up. So it was nice to hear some of the brewers say, and I think um, Kill Sprocket. Um, yes, they did reply and said that they'd seen an up- uptick, and um, we d- and which was cool. We, we do take um, paid sp- um, subscriptions from brewers. <laughs> that lets us keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> um, so, yes, so, so that was nice. And if, if you do like, the, like a story, um, you know, go out and buy from them and uh, tell them that Brews News sent you. Yes. 
Five-star Apple review by Harold Gooman. High-quality Aussie-centric beer news. I have been enjoying the weekly news over the last couple of months. I'm very glad that I stumbled onto it. Oh, I do like a stumbler. I do like a stumbler. Uh, the stars of the show provide unbiased, or at least biased in a way I like, news on everything beer, with a bent towards Aussie, but with an eye on the world. Not just craft beer, but all beer. Hey, that's I really like that. That's what we try and do. That's what we try and do, yeah. And of course, it's Aussie-centric, because we are Australian Brews News. Um, increasingly with New Zealand. Um, yes, doing a little bit into New Zealand, but... Uh, just because there's so much happening over there, and they don't really have a bruise news over there. No, they don't, but they should. They should. Well, now they no, will. Well, now they will. <laughs> They'll have us. Um, but Harold Guman, um, as you listen to the unbiased, um, or at least biased in the way I like. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, look, it, 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 it's, you can't be completely unbiased. It's just it's impossible. Impossible. Unless you're a robot, it's not happening. Well, and well, you know. We, we, as we've talked about ad nauseum during this podcast, we do have a natural cynicism to some of the practice of the big brewers. But then anyone that listens knows that we've got a bit of a jaundiced uh, eye of you know some of the blind adherence to things like independence. Um, you know, we are very grumpy. Well, we're thoughtful. <laughs> Questioning. Questioning. Um, what do they say? Like, uh, Philosophical. News is the stuff that no one wants you to know. All very of the rest true. is advertising. Or all so of the rest accurate. is public relations. So, so yeah, so, so we, we do try and cast a a, a joinest eye over everything. But yeah, we, we do have our we, we do love our craft beer. We do love our independent breweries, and we do love a vibrant, exciting brewing industry. And we want to see, in our own way, that uh, keep going. But anyway, Harold Gooman, um, I'd love to know whether that was automatically generated or. Um, <laughs> please send us an email, producer at bruisenews.com.au, and we will dig into our bribery bag to uh, find something for you. It may not be cash, but it will be have a cash equivalent value. It's definitely not going to be cash. It's definitely not going to be cash. <laughs> Claire takes all of that. <laughs> anyway, um, Claire, thank Hello. you very much. Thank you. Um, uh, rate and review us. Uh, thank you to our. Actually, thank you to the people who will give you the cash equivalent in uh, beers, um, our good friends at Beer Cartel. Um, thank you to Rallings, uh, stickers and packaging. Um, Rallings, our good Rallings. friends at Rallings. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you very much for being patient with us. Um, thank you very much for not tearing us a new one and thank you for providing such an awesome service. Um, thank you to our good friends at Cry Malt, um, who, without whom this show would not have lasted for nine years. How many episodes is it now? Uh, this is 281 no yeah 281 of this but it's well over 500 but also we would be ninth anniversary the first podcast was august 11th oh so what we're gonna do for 10 years then well wait we've gone over sorry i wasn't working out right yeah no no well we've already done 10 years of the bruise news we didn't celebrate that but we probably should do 10 years of podcast coming up to an hour Hopefully you've enjoyed your run, your gym session, your washing up, your mowing. Yeah, hopefully you block the kids out for a little bit. Hopefully you block the kids out. So that's for Pete. Yeah. <laughs> and if you are Blair Hughes, congratulations. You're probably listening to this as you walk your beautiful newborn baby. Congratulations to you and the whole family. Um, and yeah, hope hope everything goes swimmingly. Uh, and thank you for all that you do for the beer community and all of the uh, happiness that you bring through your Facebook feed. So cool. it was just a nice little thing. That was lovely. Yeah, congratulations. We should uh, actually we should uh, it, Blair, if you're listening, shoot us your address. We'll uh, send you something with which to wet the baby's head for you and uh, beautiful mother. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this podcast. Thank you uh, very much. I was about to say Joe for listening, <laughs> having to listen to her make it make it good. Thank you, Claire. Thank you very much, Matt. 
And Pete, please come back. Yeah, please, please come back, back next week. We People, stay at home, wear a mask, wash your hands so Pete can come back. Yeah. Talk to you all next week. Boom. And Done. we're out. Done. Don't forget, if you like what we do at Radio Brews News, you can help us out in a number of ways. You can sponsor the show, either by a small monthly contribution or through a one-off donation. You can find details in the show notes. You can review our podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcasting service. Let us know what you think and help others discover the show. Finally, you can tell us directly what you think by sending an email to producer at brewsnews.com.au. All letters received will receive a Brews News bottle opener. And thanks to our good friends at Beer Cartel, the letter of the week will receive a mixed six-pack of Australian craft beer. When Brews News cast and crew are buying online, we buy at Beer Cartel. We love hearing your thoughts on the stories we cover because beer is a conversation. Mm-hmm.